Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geese geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves some good announcements. It's Frank. How are you today? I am doing fine, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Is your fine, when you say fine, you mean that in the positive sense. Right? I do. I do. Yeah, that came off. That didn't come off quite the way I meant it. Yeah, I'm mean like, I am doing just fine and dandy is how I mean it. Nice. Nice. I love when you're fine and dandy. Um, are you fine and dandy because you're drinking something? And if you are, what is that? Uh, not because I'm drinking something, but I'm That's fine good. and dandy and I happen to be drinking something. Yes. Good. I like the way you phrase that. That's much yes. better. Um, are we still doing phrasing? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, reference acknowledged. I like that. Uh, man, I haven't watched Archer in a long time. Um, anyway, uh, I'm enjoying an IPA from Smutty Nose Brewing. It is their back check <laughs> IPA. Um, this, uh, tr- truth be told, uh, this was just part of a variety pack, like a winter variety pack that I picked up uh, of of Smutty Nose um beers uh back around christmas and i still have a a a few left and uh yeah this is a really nice a really nice solid ipa it's 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 nothing um again much like when i said fine i don't mean this in a negative way it's nothing overly remarkable it's a solid really good ipa sure um not overly hoppy not uh uh overly bitter uh just the way i like it no that's good yeah not overly hoppy not overly bitter the way that I describe myself around Easter. Mm, Not mm. overly hoppy. <laughs> wow. It's good, right? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's something. It's, it was a joke. It was a joke. Whether it made. landed, who's to say? It landed um, somewhere. <laughs> the toilet, Frank. It landed in the toilet. Um, I am drinking something you gave me, which is not a beer, Ooh. but I am so close to finishing off that bottle of Makers that you nice. gave me like four years ago mm. that uh, I am continuing to drink that. I had the best intentions of going to get some beer today, um, but my wife uh, had to work, and we were kind of two ships passing in the night, and it was either uh, be a good husband, get home on time, or stop at the liquor store. And I, I waged those options in my head, and uh, one of them came out strong. And uh, based on my drink, based on my drink tonight, I think you can guess which one. Good husband it is. Yep. Uh, Good good husband, good dad. Uh Uh-huh. So anyway, I did that. So I'm drinking some Makers tonight. Very Um, nice. But anyway, Frank, this is all prelude to to say we are talking about the currently announced as of today, what fortuitous timing, 
um, announced today uh, the DC studio slate for the next uh, couple of years, what their, what the plan is, what they're doing. And, uh, and we pulled this information that we're going to talk about. I pulled it from two different places. One is the Hollywood reporter, um, which had a lot of supplemental information from the main video that James Gunn released on uh, his accounts, uh, along with the many other accounts, including Warner's entertainment and, um, you know, DC, DC comics and blah, blah, blah. So are you ready, Frank? Oh yeah. I oh, have, yeah. I have prepped for this. I am, I am ready for this. Excellent. Okay. So first and foremost, I assume you watched the video, right? Of the yes. announcement video. That is, that is part of the prepping for this. Correct. Excellent. What is the, what was the general feeling you got by the end of the video? Um, the general feeling I got, um, I, I guess, you know, he seems very excited. Uh, he seems very excited. <laughs> I don't know what he, what do you want? Like it, it's a, it was a clearly, uh, uh, a lot of thought went into this, into the framing of it and into the, uh, you know, he, he, he ended it by talking about how focused they are on storytelling. Right. Right. And how that is there. Everything is about storytelling. It's all about storytelling. And, and, you know, if it's not for that, th- th- you know, what, what are we doing here? So clearly they want to emphasize, I, I look at it, you know, I work in marketing. I think about it from like, what is the messaging here? And what is the, what are they trying to tell us? And what what what's the message they want us to leave with? And they want us to leave with the idea that hey, GC's in good hands. We're thinking about the storytelling. We're thinking about how things are are put together. You know, we're we're we 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 know what we're doing, and we're we're headed in it. We got a direction, and we're heading in it. Yeah, I agree. I I actually quoted. I wrote down the quote he said right at the end of the video. He says the director's vision and the vision of of the writers mm-hmm. and all the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've seen before, which is really, to me, his way of saying, like, it's not the Marvel formula. It's totally. not cookie cutter. Uh, we've seen this before. He even said in the interview with the um, with the press, he says, it's not the gun verse. It's not. It's mm-hmm. got all it's going to be all these different feels from all these different stories. That's what makes it so fun. The stories are completely different. Nietzsche has the individual expression of the writers and the director that are making these projects. Um, and he added, but we're not stupid. Not every filmmaker is going to be happy because if someone is doing something that isn't working, we're going to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are thinking this is Marvel 2.0. It's not. Um, mm. And that's good because that's not what I like. I don't want that. I've seen that. I've seen Marvel. Sure. Um, and I think what, what wasn't working before is this cookie cutter experience. And that's even truly what's kind of getting stale about Marvel in that it, it, there are a lot of different styles, but it all comfortably rests within the Marvel house, like style and formula. Like it always falls back on kind of the same thing. And I think that like, it's okay to see different things like in comics. Like if I look at someone's, you know, run of the flash, and looks so tonally different than what's happening in Gotham City or whatever else, but it's still the same world. I know that. So who cares if it if they have different feels and different tones and whatever else? Char- good characters are flexible and can exist in a multitude of sure. different ways. So, um, and before I forget, um, these stories that he's breaking down, he's calling them chapters, right? So he says chapter right, one right. is gods and monsters, and that is 
chapters, I think, is deliberate, right? Because he's not saying it's phase one. It's or phase one, yes, the infinity yes, saga, right. you know, or I fit into the infinity saga, like or the, the multiverse saga or whatever. Saying that what if you're talking about Marvel, that's that's just the story, right? It's the infinity mm-hmm. saga. It's telling you what the plot of all these things are leading up to. Gods and Monsters is thematic, right? Like, yeah, you know, right, like, and right. so right off the bat, he as like a creative is going for the creative punch. Um, right. Chapter one. This is a story. Lots of stories. That's the all important thing. And that's I'm so on board because superheroes become stale if the stories if the story isn't good. Right. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He says, actually, in the article with The Hollywood Reporter, he says the duo are putting a premium on screenwriting saying that they would prevent the dreaded feeling of superhero fatigue and also gives the projects a tonal and thematic difference for each other. Gunn called out the degradation of screenwriters in Hollywood and also said that the duo wanted to be respectful of the voice of filmmakers working with them. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all very exciting to me. Before we even get to, like, what the, the projects are, I just I, I like the tone of that very much. It's going to be something unique for every project that's coming our way. Um, yeah, I, I like, I like that. Uh, I, I like how that sounds. I do have my concerns about consistency. Um, Cause like, while I do want things to feel fresh and every creative to get their creator to have their, their creative input in there, they put their stamp on, on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think consistency is something that they have been sort of lacking in the DC universe. And he talked a lot about, and we'll get into it about the things that they're doing to ensure consistency across mm-hmm. the board. Um, I just hope that there is tonal consistency as well. And well, and I, I hope that like having the, like that was sort of the reason why we needed someone at the helm, you know, in a, in a way that we didn't really have, and they've cycled through some folks, but hopefully, you know, having uh, these two guys at the helm means there's going to be some more, more, storytelling and tone consistency too sure and but i think like tone consistency is tough because if you if you just look at tone you have the um you you have the concern that every character ends up being a carbon copy of each other of course they're always slightly witty and or this or they're all deadly serious which is again like maybe what we had previously right yes yes. opposing opposites you know like you either have the the snyder version which everyone's really serious um and basically the same of one another from from that angle or you have the marvel formula which everyone is like ready with the quip and there's not correct a character differentiation i mean there is to an extent but they all sit comfortably within the same tone for one another yeah yeah i don't think that i don't think like like if you give me a horror comic book movie that's very tonally different than the Superman movie. That's all about kindness and hope, but it's unique, but the tone fits the character. And I think, yes, that's that's definitely something that they, yeah, that I'm excited for. That's mostly what I want. I want the tone to fit the character. And if those characters collide in one movie, then the tone fits the two of those characters in the middle. I mean, I've been beating that drum for the, since the, you know, since the beginning of the Snyderverse. So I'm totally, right. yeah, totally on board with that. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the Snyderverse, he did talk about Henry Cavill 
uh, mm. and Superman. He said, we didn't fire Henry. Henry was never cast. For me, it's about who do I want to cast as Superman and who do the filmmakers we have want to cast. And for me, for this story, it isn't Henry. He added, I like Henry. I think he's a great guy. And I think that he's been around by a lot of people, including the former regime at the company. But this Superman is not Henry for a number of reasons, um, and nice. which is fine. You know, that's yeah, no, that's totally fair. He's like, we didn't we didn't fire him. We just never hired him for, for our project. Like, right. Exactly. Which yeah, is fine. Yeah. Like, you know, like yes. they came in after all that yes. happened. So. And like, and so that's fine. And you know, that happens. That's Hollywood. We're just really more uh, aware of it right now. Sure. Um, and so, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, yeah. So that's the whole kit and caboodle right there on the, on Henry Cavill, which is fine. I'm okay with that. I'm excited for something different. Uh, absolutely. Whatever. Um, I'll just say what else did he say before we get into the thing. One of our strategies is to take the diamond characters, which is Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and use them to prop up other characters we don't that people don't know. I'm on board for that. I understand that. Here, yes. here are your three characters that everyone knows, everyone you know, a lot of people like, and then pepper in characters that you don't know. Um, and that's, I mean, that's good. That's, I don't know how like that's. Uh, how you sell a good product right like totally yeah here's the thing totally. that will attract people but here's mm-hmm. the thing that people will actually love when once they get there like that's good that's very good um absolutely it's it's just it's smart uh, i mean and it's it's like you know put reel them in with with the with the big come for the, the diamond characters stick around for the other characters that's right and then by the yes. end they're all diamond characters exactly that's the hope you know like freaking people didn't know who the guardians of the galaxy were before that movie I, right for sure yeah, or, or a for lot sure. of those characters most of the mcu many of them yeah, yeah. apart from spider-man like people really didn't know who they were they were all b characters i'm sorry iron man and captain america were b characters. iron man yeah 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 captain america maybe yeah but yeah. like but yeah, Iron Man for sure was a was sort of a a second string character at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's the the lovely thing about these things. Um, whether it's TV or film, they're looking for actors that are going to cross over between films and TV. So like John Cena was in the Suicide Squad, um, yeah. but he was also in Peacemaker on TV. So they're willing to do both. But this is golden age of television. Most actors are really willing to do both, right? Because right. TV is just as good, if not sometimes better than the movies. Um, yeah. So it's just a bigger time commitment. That's the, I think the harder part sure. sometimes, depending on how large the movie is and how small the television show is. Um, and uh, we don't want to tell series that feel in any way like stepchildren or lesser than said gun. It's just another way to tell a story. Um, they like being able to spend eight hours digging deep into certain characters, which is great. So mm-hmm. everything is again unique and blah blah blah. Okay, and that basically is that. Basically, that. And now let's get into the video. Um, he said pl- he did tell the the press that plans may yet shift. Um, so that means that these are what they're doing, but the nature of the business is that some things get might wiggle around. You sure. know, and that's fine. Yeah, everyone should. This is what that. they have planned right now, but like they're they're 
open to being nimble and, and changing mm-hmm. if they need to, which honestly I feel like is something that they have needed to uh, sort of commit to. I think they were, they were making a lot of plans and sort of sticking to them no matter what, like mm-hmm. being too rigid. And I think this, this openness to being a little flexible is important. I agree. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've said on the podcast many times, like making a movie or a television show is a, is like a minor miracle every time something comes oh, out. Yeah. And so it's just like so many moving pieces. Um, and so like, if it comes out great, fantastic, we're good. Um, so first and foremost, out there are going to be out of continuity stories that continue to happen. Um, and they said there is going to be a high bar for those out of continuity stories, meaning that they're not just going to happen just to happen, yeah. um, but there has to be quality behind them. And so the ones we know about right now, or he mentioned specifically the Batman Teen Titans go and Todd Phillips Joker. Um, mm-hmm. And so other ones that we know exist that are currently going on right now that don't look like they're on the way out is Superman and Lois. Um, that's another one. And I guess Gotham Knights, which is about to premiere, but Lord knows True. how long that's going to last because um, it does not look good, Frank. I don't know if you watched the trailer, but uh, I did not. You should because uh, it'll give you some nine, like early 2000s Birds of Prey vibes. Like oh, that. interesting. That's yeah. not great. No, not great um, at all. No, no, it's not. Um, you mentioned Superman and Lois. Uh, in Variety, uh, they did say... Uh, uh, the the two studio heads uh, uh Gunn and Safran did say that uh Superman and Lois has one or two seasons left. Oh really? Um, oh okay. Yeah. So so they're going to it sounds like they're going to give it time to you know sort of run its course but ultimately they do want it to they want everything uh, to fold. Under- they want everything. Yes. You yeah. know what but and, 3 and, to 4 seasons of a television show that's a good abso- run. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you're going to my all I ask you know, as somebody who's covering it on a podcast right now, all I ask is let it end naturally, you know, let it end on its sort of on its own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I understand sort of saying like, hey, you know, we're moving in a different direction. This doesn't fit with that direction anymore. I totally I'm totally yeah. you know, on board with that. Yeah. And I got many hours of quality Superman storytelling. And a- absolutely. So I'm fine absolutely. for that. So like I'm 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 good with that. Um, I wish it was, you know, I hope I wish it would stick around longer, but I but I get I understand that um, as long as they give it a chance to sort of run its course and end in a natural way, mm-hmm. you know, not one of those like cliffhanger cancellations. Um, as yep. long as it's not that, then I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, which doesn't seem to be the case because even Doom Correct. Patrol and uh, Titans are wrapping um, uh, are, uh, uh, those are, those stories are wrapping um but we know that they knew they were going to rap. And so, right. like, tell the story naturally at the end, uh, right. which is good. Um, so, anyway, all these out-of-continuity stories are going to be labeled DC Elseworlds, which I think people yes. have been screaming about for years. Like, thank you for right. finally doing that. Um, <laughs> I know. I do, is, I do like that they're, they're going in that direction. Yeah, yeah which is great. Um, the Black Superman Project, written by Ta-Nehisi uh, Coates, is still... Uh, in active development and will fall under this category, uh, which is exciting. And the, I am excited for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the Batman sequel with Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves uh, is still a go. And that is going to be released on October 3rd, 2025, the same year as the new Superman movie and will be entitled yeah, right. the Batman part two. Uh, all good things. 
Um, I just like the Batman part two. That's really simple. That's nice. Easy. Yes. Like, no, don't you waste a subtitle, I guess. For uh, I, I'm predicting there will be a subtitle. The Batman so? part two colon. Dawn of Justice. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> more, sure. more bat, more man. I don't know. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I predict that there will be a, a subtitle. They just. That's one of those things that I think they're like, no, 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 we're, we know we're like, like he said, uh, uh, this is the plan for now, but things might change. I think that's going to change. Hey, it very well could. And if it yeah. does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Whatever. One, two, there you go. One, two, there you go. All right. Um, Shazam is still coming out the, uh, in March 17th. Yeah. And Gunn said that there's no reason said the four leads of the films that are coming out, which are the Shazam, the flash blue beetle and Aquaman all have the potential to continue playing those leading roles in the DCU projects down the line. There's nothing that prohibits that from happening. Um, yep. And we'll talk about that in a bit, but for Shazam specifically, he says like, it's always been in its own little corner. It's not connected. So there's like really no reason for it just not to keep going. Yeah. I, I, I noticed when he said that, and I thought, like, yeah, but it ended with the big Superman at the end of the movie. That was no, kind of the big... No, that's Black Adam, not Shazam. No, Shazam ended with, with uh, remember, like... Oh, super, so, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It wasn't, it wasn't Henry, but he, it was his suit. Sure, but it was... Okay, yeah, yeah, so, but I think yeah, I want to yeah. talk... We'll talk about that in uh, a bit. So, right, actually, right here, um, with The Flash, which is coming out June 16th. Yes, um, yes. Gun calls the movie directed by any uh, Muschietti uh, probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, which is that's pretty high. That's a high praise. Of course, sure. they got you know they're trying to sell it. You it's know, the studio. And he's the head of the studio. Of course, he's going to say yeah, that. Yeah, he's trying to sell it, but you know, but at the same time, all right, like I hope that's true. Sure, that, I hope so. That would be wonderful. I, um, I, I hope so. I want I want that to be the case. I want but, them, yeah, I want them all yeah. to be wonderful. Um, yeah, of course. Before the, we get into the movie himself, uh, he did address Ezra Miller, um, or they both did, which says Ezra is completely committed to to their recovery. We're fully supportive of that journey uh, they are on right now. When the time is right, when they are ready to have that discussion, we will figure out what the best path forward. But right now, they are completely focused on their recovery. In a conversation with them in the last couple of months, it feels they are making enormous progress, which is a very diplomatic way of saying hush yeah like <laughs> basically like, yeah. like that's it'll ha- like news will happen when it will happen but just worry about the movie right now separate the art from the artist they're doing what they can to get better um judge not unless ye be judged everyone deserves a second chance and shut up about it that's what and that's if, what if, that if ezra me. is good then then ezra can be in another movie right yeah if if he ain't behind bars and and he is on the path of recovery he can continue to work like that's the that's what that feels like to me um but you know what that's i don't like one one mistake and your life is ruined i i truly don't i don't love that depending on what the mistake is of course you know um but you know, you, you kill 30 people. Well, you know, just, I don't love that about you. Um, and so, um, so, but I, I think, uh, I think the shut up about it until we know more. Uh, I, I like that style personally. Um, getting to the flash movie himself definitively says resets the DCU. So yes. Great. Yes. Um, we all knew that was coming. That's before the movie even happens. That's the hard line in the sand. Um, but 
it's a soft reboot, right? Um, and soft in that, like, Shazam could still continue. Like, those actors could still continue. He says very specifically that the actors can still continue. Not that the stories still keep going. But That's an interesting distinction. You're right. Yeah. It is. Um, but I do have one caveat to that, and but it's not this one. Blue Beetle is coming out uh, August 18th, um, which is fun. Originally HBO movie, now big theater movie. So good for him. But Aquaman 2 comes out December 25th, which Gunn says leads directly into the next projects before like the, the big, you know, the big stuff. But Aquaman 2 is the previous continuity that comes out after the Flash resets the universe. So, OK, I thought, OK, yeah, 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 yeah. So the way that I'm seeing that is that it's kind of like all DC, like it's like it's almost like all comic book reboots in which that like. Some stories are affected, some act like some characters are greatly affected, and others are just not for some reason. You know what I mean? Um, and that's okay. Like whatever. That's that's comics, baby. Like it's it's actually a classic. Like if you were gonna adapt comics to the screen, like this is exactly what would happen. Yeah, right? some this things count, and some to, things don't. Because <laughs> like, like this story was already in the works before they decided to go in a different direction. Like, well, this is already going to publish, you know. So like, all right, it's going to press. It's, right. it's going to happen. That's yeah. Uh, and 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 twenty years from now, people uh, look back and they're like, wait, why was there that one story after Crisis? That still carried on the don't don't ask questions. Just it's just its own thing. Don't worry it's about it. It's just a thing that happens. Don't worry about it. Um, the way that I'm kind of looking at it is, apart from that, is that like just because the the world resets, that doesn't mean that the actors can't play the part they were already playing. Totally. Yes. Yes, yes. That's they're just their face. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like we don't except in the cases where it's not their face anymore. Right. So like fine. whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like but I'm, the way that I'm kind of looking at it is like uh, if I look at a comic reboot of, you know, a, a complete universe story. Yeah. Clark Kent still looks like Clark Kent in the right. next thing. Right. Like that's just he's the same person. The- and sometimes, but but like even in comics, sometimes they look different. Like sometimes, sometimes they don't. Right? Like it's like oh the Earth, because it's a multiverse and like oh we pulled in the Superman from Earth, you know twenty four right. and and not the one from Earth thirty eight and and whatever. But then the Flash from Earth thirty eight and not the, you know like whatever. Sometimes that that just that just happens. You know like the the Golden Age Superman went away uh, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, but and there was a new Superman. But then like. Uh, some of the other characters uh, did have the same characteristics and whatnot. So, like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be maybe some of the characters, maybe it'll still be the same Aquaman and a new Superman side by side. That's part of the universe resetting. Right. And that's not the only, this is not the only franchise to do that. Um, Correct. You know, um, Batman for uh, the Batman franchise in the 80s and 90s did it where Batman changed uh, and the tone changed between Batman Returns and Batman Forever, but sure. Alfred was the same. Commissioner Gordon was the same. Like, technically, it's a different little world. Like, it's a right. soft relaunch. It's a soft reboot. But those actors stayed. Uh, better example, Judy Dench was in a completely sure. separate Bond universe. And then Casino Royale happened, and she's still M. Like, there you go. Who cares? They did a great job. Let them keep going or whatever. There you go. That's fine by me. Um, and so... Whatever. Um, so then next we got the eight to ten year plan for film, television, and gaming. We really only got television, film. We didn't really speak about gaming yet. Yeah, which is fine. I don't really care. That's fine. Not really a gamer. So 
Yeah, I I feel like as much as they're talking about these things as all being integrated, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if gaming is still sort of its own thing. Maybe it's closer integrated than it has been up until now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's still sort of maybe the stories don't spill over quite to the same degree as they do in well, or, film and TV and and, and or animation. it's just uh, the game is for a character that you it's just a B or C list character right Correct. like the the game is for uh B or C list character no can't use that one um <laughs> <laughs> Nice try, though. It's like, uh, oh, let's say it's for, I don't know, Constantine or whatever. Sure. Right. You know, and so, you know, it's that it's kind of like if Cal Kestis, you know, played by Cameron Monaghan, showed up in The Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. He plays that character in, you know, in mocap, like in the studio. And then. Yeah. And then he plays that character in live action. That's a good. That's a good way of putting it. Yes. That's how that's how I'm seeing it. So a character that we're. You just would play a game with first, but if you don't, oh well. Like, you know, that that's okay. So first up, um, chapter one, Gods and Monsters. Um, Creature Commandos uh is number one, which is a TV animation. James Gunn wrote all the episodes, which is mm-hmm. seven episodes in total. Um, already in production, the animated characters are play will be played by the same actors that they hope to have them play in live action. I think that sounds super fun and super cool. Like, Me too. That's that committing to that. If they can stick to that, mm-hmm. which I'm sure the contracts will make sure that that does happen, uh, is a very very cool idea that hasn't really been done at scale before. Not at that scale. I think that's right. Super, we've almost gone in reverse with like Matt Ryan playing Constantine on TV, and then he also does the animated films and whatever right. else. But right, like, but when that happens, it's a novelty. Yes, right? to do it. Yeah. As the intent from the outset, I really like that. Me too. Do you know anything about the Creature Commandos? I know nothing about the Creature Commandos. When he said, the very first thing we're going to do is... I was like, okay. Okay. I'm feeling nervous. All right. right. I'm getting Iron Man vibes from this. Okay. Um, I'm not nervous. Just like, okay, we're starting with a lesser known one. Cool. Yeah, which is fine. Creature Commandos are pretty old. So they're basically like the Universal Monsters... DC's Universal Monster Group, like the Mod Squad, or not the Mod Squad, but the Monster Squad. Yeah. Um, and they their original intention in the comics was to fight Nazis. That's why they were created. So it's other commandos. Monster, that right. makes sense. Yeah, that monsters. makes sense with war comics. Right. Uh, and it's, yeah. Yes, Frankenstein's Monster, Bride of Frankenstein. Um, actually, do you have the... I didn't put I a could picture. use my one lookup. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what we're going to do. Um because the picture, um, uh, da, 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 uh, let's see the yes, yes, yes. Uh, Original team was Warren Griffith, uh, who is a werewolf. Uh, 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 Jake, the first GI robot. Uh, 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 Doctor Medusa, one of the Gorgons. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Franken, yes, uh, Private Elliot Lucky Taylor, Frankenstein monster, uh, Sergeant Vincent Velcro, a vampire. Okay, yeah, I, honestly, looking at the picture of that DC Studios released, I don't think many of those are actually the same. Probably not. No. Um, uh, but now in the modern era, you've got, we've got the modern era, and you've got Agents of Shade. Yes, is, that's the New 52 relaunch version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you do have, yeah, Father Time, Ray Palmer... Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, 
Vincent Velcro is still there. Warren Griffith, the werewolf. Collis, the mummy. Um, yeah. So, so that's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Looking at the picture, I'm. Um, could be Rip Hunter, actually. Guy in yellow shirt is a creature from the Black Lagoon, but a lady. Um, Doctor Phosphorus type character. Um, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, a robot character whom I do not know, and it looks like Weasel from the Suicide Squad, which was played by James Gunn's brother, uh, whose name right, is Right, Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn, thank you. Um, so I don't know. I like the animation style. Uh, I I like the concept art anyway, and I I'm I'm totally ready for this. Truthfully, like happy for that. Um, next we're up. We get a TV show, live action TV show, which is entitled Waller, starring Viola Davis. Um, she's going to team up with Team Peacemaker. The show is created by Crystal Henry, who did the Watchmen TV show, and Jeremy Carver, uh, who did the Doom Patrol TV show. And I, I would assume that it just picks up where Peacemaker left off. Like, it's just pivoting to a different direction. Did you watch Peacemaker? I don't remember. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. it's great. It's I, it, so yeah, good. It I, wasn't for me. I know. Um, so, spoilers for Peacemaker to give you some context for why this is going at the happening. At the end of Peacemaker... Uh, the Suicide Squad team is outed, like, to the world. Like, this is this secret government program run by Amanda Waller, blah, 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 blah. It's super unethical, so on and so forth. And so Waller's put in the hot spot or the hot seat, basically, and is going to have to deal with mm-hmm. the outcome of mm-hmm. running this super secret, definitely illegal, unethical, um, very apolitical team. Gotcha. Um but uh, truthfully, I like that pivot because you have one of the best actresses on the planet, and she has been criminally underutilized in some pretty poor properties. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. And so, make it good. That would be great. Make it good. I, I'm excited that the people behind Watchmen are involved because I feel like that's the kind of tone and that's the kind mm-hmm. of like storytelling style that she warrants like you have a big name like viola davis like use her absolutely tell a tell a story worthy of an actor of her caliber absolutely um yeah i agree so then after that uh gun says the true beginning of the dcu dcu starts in this moment and so it's like the soft launch these things like you said these things were already in the works like leading up to this moment and that is starting with Superman Legacy, a film written by James Gunn. Hollywood Reporter said he might direct, so there's no confirmation on that. Mm. Um, I'm going to say he's probably not. I don't think that there's time to direct a large movie like any yeah, superhero I, I movie. I kind of hope he's not because he's got his hands in so many things that I yeah. kind of hope he would delegate that to somebody who can really give it the attention it needs. Me too. Writing is one thing if you can like really like write it and then pass it off to somebody to fine-tune it and then yeah, keep yeah. going. But um, directing is just like this takes years of people's lives. This is the, all right. they do. And so I just don't think you can do both. So I, I feel like that's just – People speculating. Anyway, yep. coming out allegedly on July 11th, 2025, allegedly. mere months before Batman, the Batman Part 2. Saffron said it's not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. 
I like the sound of that. Me too. You know what it sounds like to me? Uh, what what's Small so funny bill. about truth? Uh, what's so funny about <laughs> truth, justice, and the American way? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's that's how that reads to me. And then to me, it reads that way because I want to talk up skip one that they mentioned, but go right into uh, the authority film that is coming, which was a, a wild storm, um, uh, wild storm book uh, by Jim Lee, which then made its way into DC Publishing. And it's this group of it's basically the Justice League without morals. Like they feel like the world is headed in a terrible direction and they're going to do whatever it takes to um, to win. So he said one of the things about the DCU is that it's not just a story about heroes and villains, says Gunn. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy. Giant things in the sky comes and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats and gray hats. Saffron added. There are kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. They know that they want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Mm. And so I feel like the Superman legacy feeds into the authority or like the authority feeds from the Superman legacy story. If you're talking about like, this is like this man who is truth and goodness and kindness in this old fashioned world. So here's the authority. That's like basically challenging that very sure uh, that that very concept um, and so um, I wonder if it is kind of like truth, justice in the American way with the authority instead of Manchester black. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. That, that would be a, I mean, did they, they didn't specifically say those two things are connected, right? But they it are not, like I'm just they, speculating here. Yeah, no, I like, I like where you're headed with that. Yeah. I like that speculation a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I am speculating on is the, um, the chapter title is gods and monsters, right? And so all of these things presumably are in some way about thematically gods or godlike beings and monsters or monster-like beings. You get like very literal monsters with creature commandos. You get godlike being with Superman, right? And so like, uh, so you have that. And so I'm, also thinking about like okay so if you're doing that so where are the villains and like yeah. what are those villains like where are you placing that like are we gonna get big screen metallo like that's right, a monster right. or parasite or brainiac like those are all to me those are all monster-esque type villains um mm-hmm. no i follow yeah i like that i like that a lot actually yeah that that, that yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking um mm-hmm. even uh like a group like the authority that like decides to like, this is the way the world is and this is how we're going to fix it with extreme methods of protecting the planet and blah, blah, blah. That's godlike, right? You know, that's like, yeah, to, sure. and, but also kind of monster like at the same time. Um, so that's cool. I truly, the authority blindsided me. There were a couple of, mm. there were a couple of projects in here that I was like, whoa, did not see that coming. Creature commandos um, did not see the authority was definitely one of them. I was definitely. like, holy moly. Like that's where you're going. Um, which is cool. Like, it's not just like, okay, here's Aquaman. Here's the flash. Yeah. Here's Batman. Here's whatever. This is, it's different. Totally. Mm-hmm. I like that. They are giving themselves license to, to try some new things, try some different things and, you know, check out some characters who maybe wouldn't have had the spotlight otherwise. No. Have you read any authority stories? 
gosh, I don't, I don't, if I did, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I never read any of the original 90s stuff. I read some of the stuff when they first came into the DC Universe, and when the, and I read the Midnighter series a couple of times. Midnighter's like a Batman-esque character, mm-hmm. um, but he's got a chip in his head that, like, tells him, like, how people fight so he can counteract their fighting or whatever else. He's cool. Right. He's, what I like, actually, about uh, Midnighter is that he's gay and in a relationship with Apollo, who is the Superman-esque type character. So you have, like, a Batman and Superman like style romance instead of a bromance. And I just like the right. parallel between those things. Um, so that's fun. Uh, we also have an HBO series coming, which is called Lanterns, uh, which is a Green Lantern show. Are you excited? I am very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, not connected to Berlanti's show at all. Yeah, that was my first thought, right? I was like, wait, is this that same show resurrected? But no, I guess not. No, they might have taken some of the core concepts of it. Or sure, maybe I wouldn't even, be surprised. Yeah. You know, that happens a lot. Um, like, oh, we like this idea and this one and this one. The rest of them can go. Um, right. So that's not happening at all. But it's Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan uh, in a, quote, true detective style show. Um, and they also said it's terrestrial, so it takes place on Earth. Right. Um, HBO Max series, a mystery that ties into the larger story of the DCU. These are my two favorite Green Lanterns. Um, so oh, to yeah? give them a show together, I, like this is, if I were to pitch a Green Lantern show, this is pretty much what it would be. That's great. That's great. Oh, you must be very excited. I'm very excited about that. I just, I truthfully, I like the idea of a cop procedural, like, but Green Lanterns. Like, I think because of the Jeff Johns run that was so prevalent for so long. Yeah. They, like, really zeroed in and focused on, like, the space opera of Green Lantern. But for so long, Green Lantern was a cop procedural. That's, yep. what, that's what they are. They're space cops. And so I, I dig this style. The mystery itself that ties into the larger DCU tying back to that gods and monsters thing. I think we're looking maybe what the, maybe like what is the overall big bad of chapter one, right? But is it, is it Vandal Savage? Who's like a godlike and a monster? Mm. Is it the new gods? Is it, you know, like, you know, like there's a, a lot of stuff to play with here. I'm excited about that one as well. As long as it's like, season one of true detectives and not the rest of them because uh, uh but um not true detectives uh yeah true detective yeah because right. yeah, yeah, yeah. the first season was the the only good one a, a hill i will die on um <laughs> i don't think that's an unpopular opinion it is not no i'm not dying on the hill <laughs> like you're not, if, if you are not dying alone no no i'm not um uh next up is paradise lost great name for mm. a show about paradise island which is an HBO Max series described as a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, the Mascara, filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players. It takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films, which to me says those films also be canon. Right. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're pretty unconnected. Like, right. They don't... like. Really nothing. There's no reference to anything, really, apart from an email from Bruce Wayne, I think, in Wonder Woman. There's nothing. That's like sure. that's all yeah. there is. Yeah. Like whoopty frickin' do an email. Um so uh 
that's good. I'm, uh, I'm, that's exciting to me. I think that, um, I think this is one of those like, oh, good, you're utilizing these characters in a setting we're not used to. Like, sure. Or, yes. you know, and it's not just, uh, because Wonder Woman is a tough character to crack, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, but truthfully, I think watching the Snyder movies, one of the hills that people will die on is that some of the best stuff was Themyscira. Like, yeah. every, like, in the first Wonder Woman movie, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, in, in Wonder Woman, like, that's, that was the good stuff. Give me, and that's basically, they, I feel like they heard that or thought it themselves and said, yeah, right. all right, here you go. Great. I mean, yeah, the, pretty much all, all things surrounding Wonder Woman were, were among the very best things about that, about that, that iteration of, of the DC universe. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. You're not a fantasy yeah. guy. So do you like, do you think you'd watch it? Um, you know, I'm not a fantasy guy, but I really loved like Wonder Woman 2017. I freaking loved that movie. Mm. Um, I went to see it a couple times in the theater, saw it a couple times after that. Like I really, really loved it. Um, so, um, I would definitely give it a shot. I would definitely give it a shot. Um, you know, when you, Game of Thrones is not really my jam. So I, I, I may not stick with it, but I'm definitely gonna give it a try. Yeah, I think. Game of Thrones is not your jam, but like you do like stories that have intrigue, right? And so if it's like well, sure. a story with intrigue with characters that you're comfortable with or familiar with or whatever, then it that might that might be the thing that like keeps you going almost. Right. I think yeah, that's yeah, cool. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yes. I like that. Uh four left, we got a film coming up, my personal favorite of the bunch, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Very exciting title for me. Um, uh, DCU, but the introduction of the DCU Batman, very specific. So that means not Michael Keaton, probably right. not Ben Affleck, probably. Um, and it is the introduction of Damian Wayne, uh, whose gun says this is personally his favorite Robin. This is based on Grant Morrison's comic book run in which Bruce Wayne discovers he has a child with Talia Al Ghul, the daughter of Ra's al Ghul and gun said is the beginning of the bat family in the DCU. I'm excited. I there's a part of me that doesn't love that we're skipping over three, four Robins if you count Stephanie, right? Because yeah. you're skipping over Dick, Jason, and Tim, Stephanie Brown if you count her, um, sure. for how little she was Robin, and then going right into Damien. But he did not say whether Damien, Jason, and Tim already exist right. in said universe. Um, he's just saying that the story focuses on Batman or Bruce and Damien, which uh-huh. I love. It's a great dynamic. We have not seen Batman the dad on screen right. before. So you're giving me a very different look at, you're giving me a very different look at, uh, um, or a different iteration of the character in live action than I've seen before. And, um, I feel like Robin really only makes sense in the modern day if it's actually Batman's son. Uh huh. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like the child endangerment part of it, and like the fact yeah. that he's like yeah. raised by assassins and like all this stuff. Like, think there's. I, I just I like that, and to me, if it really is based on Grant Morrison's comic book run, and we're getting like creature commandos is the first thing. They're going full comic book on this, Frank, and right. that's what yes, I'm excited. Like this whole thing 
feels like full comic book. Like we're starting with monsters. And so you bet your butt there's going to be Ninja Man bats in this movie or whatever. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm excited about. What yeah. about you? What do you feel? Uh, I'm 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 very excited uh, to see this. Like uh, I'm very excited to see this 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 come to the to the big screen. I think this is really cool and a very ambitious um, thing to bring to to. <laughs> live action and to bring bring to the big screen it's something that's been so integral to batman as a character for so long um and to see them sort of flesh out the bat family more i think is really really cool yeah i i agree um something i think built just for you booster gold the television show (laughs) in live action he is quote a loser from the future who gets future tech and goes back to the present day um uh, going to be on HBO Max. It is the superhero imposter syndrome movie or uh, show story. Yeah, I, it's a good idea. That's, like, I mean, that is Booster Gold. Like, totally. I, I never heard him described exactly in those terms, but that is that's like nailed it. That is exactly what his character is and what his character should be. So, like, they've um, they understand the character. I agree. I'm, if, I I I love that character. If, I think he's super fun, and I'm excited to see what that show looks like. I'm I'm curious what the you know themes will be of it, and, and how that will all uh, you know all come truly. Together. Can I pitch a tone for the show to you and tell Go me if it, it works? Booster Gold toned Ted Lasso. See, that would be amazing. Like because because Ted is like kind of a you know. I, I hesitate to say Ted Lasso is a loser, but like he is not in the sense that, in the sense that he's not a uh, Premier League football coach. He's an American football coach. Um, he's a fish out of water, if mm-hmm. nothing else. Um, and so I love that idea of uh, yeah, that kind of tone that is the the I don't know lovable loser sort of uh, could be a great great. Um, yep, I agree. Tone for, and for that character. I do believe that. I'm not, I'm not totally 100% on this, but I think Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, is in the Blue Beetle movie. And so maybe whoever that is, like, trickles into Booster Gold and you that, get a bit of best sense. friendship, you know, because you get Beard and Ted Lasso. or you, So you get Blue Beetle and uh, Booster Gold. Um, if if they weren't already using the term Brave and the Bold. Uh, totally. For Batman, I'd be like, you know, maybe the next, the spinoff series is Brave and the Bold. Maybe. Yeah, though Brave and the Bold does, that title does belong to Batman first, so... Uh, I suppose. Yeah, in comics, that was a Batman title, which he would team up with some various other yeah, people. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so next up is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which is a film. This one really took me by surprise. The same! Like, oh, here's a, here's a Superman story. It's, you know, like him in this. It's not an order story, but he's in, younger and blah, blah, blah. Also, here's a Supergirl movie, and I was like, whoa, whoa. I was not expecting that, but you know what? It is very. They were already talking about having a Supergirl uh, come to the existing universe, mm-hmm. and I think it's only like it's. They need to start this universe with female characters other than Wonder Woman, right? Totally. Like there need to be early on. There need to be plans for female characters. It can't just be all guys. No, nope. like, that's not. And you know, truthfully, and they can't all be Batman characters either. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, um. I'm a little surprised they didn't go like Black Canary or like yep. that route instead. But 
a true. I, I don't know. Did you read Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow? Tom King's. I didn't read mini? that run. The Tom King run. No. It, it's okay. So it's very wordy, just like for a mm. comic book. So I would warn you in advance. And like I say that as someone who likes to read, is an English teacher, all these things. It's very wordy. Okay. Um, now that does not mean that the story is not good. It's very good. Um, it is the the crux of it is kind of this this girl. She's the point of view character who um, who I'm pretty sure her like her dad gets killed or something like that. It's like a wild west story. You know what it is? It's kind of like True Grit. Do you ever see True Grit? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so this girl is basically uh, the little girl in True Grit. Whatever. Haley Steinfeld. Thank you, Haley Steinfeld. Um, and she like her dad is killed by this dude, right, Josh Brolin, and she tries to find like a ranger or you know a marshal to help her find and hunt this guy for revenge. Jeff Bridges, right? Exactly, Jeff Bridges. Um, and Matt Damon because there's two of them. Um, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's basically Woman of Tomorrow, where um this this character's father is killed. And by this, you know, this other person and she tries to hunt them down and enlists the help of Supergirl to get there. And the whole thing is the girl's like, I'm going to kill him. And Supergirl's like, mm-hmm. sure you are like, yeah, you are. And it's like this, like, how do you deal with violence or how do you be hopeful in a universe filled with despair? Mm-hmm. Like in all these like different little adventures that they go on and like just like the inspiration and hope to the galaxy at large that she is instead of just to earth um that's what makes them different it is really good it's very pretty um the art is wonderful it's bill Bilquis something i think i can't remember her though the the artist's name um but uh they say that supergirl in this one uh, we see a difference between superman who was sent to earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant Versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then come to Earth. She is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. Um, and so, that is... When he says that's not the Supergirl we're used to, I think he's referring to the television show. Um, because okay. a lot of Supergirl, like the Supergirl I've read pretty much since the early 2000s, going back to the, the Jeff Loeb run in, yeah. in yeah, Superman, yeah. Batman, she's pretty hardcore, right? Sure. You know, she, she's got an edge. Like, why do we do things this way? Why don't we do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and the Supergirl that's been in comics for the past, I don't know, maybe year or so. Like she's, she's pretty serious. Like she's got like an edge. She's got a tiny bit of an edge to her. She's caring and stuff, and she's not like a killer or anything. But she's not as here. Let me extend my hand to you, kind yeah. of person. She's just a little bit more like I've seen stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, and I, that's fine. I like make her different. I don't like her. I don't want her to be a carbon copy of Superman if Superman exists. Sure, you, you know what I mean, like that. That style worked for the television show that I watched. Correct. um, But I'm happy to see something different. I'm also happy to see a character grow into, you know, into something else, you know, send her on a path of discovery. I'm fine with that. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's, um, 
I think that the, so the 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 storyline that you're you're describing, I'm like, man, make the, the I mean, not to be too derivative, but like, like make this a Cohen Brothers movie. Um, but <laughs> well, uh, uh, sure. but uh, uh, yeah, I mean that smacks of hope, help, and compassion for all, which is sort of her slogan. Um, I I wonder if the you know the more hardcore, hard edged version that that he's describing, if that's um, they kind of sound like maybe I'm. This might be me misinterpreting what you're saying, but they kind of sound like they're two different takes. Uh, so I wonder how they reconcile them. Sure. I mean, it is a the the style that Tom King wrote is really not the style that he's that he wrote about. But yeah, I also okay. wonder is it the super? I wonder if it's the Supergirl from the Flash. Uh, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That I am interested in that. Um, to see if she ends up crossing over into the main DC sure. or if she's a one and done. Um I'm not sure. Uh but I I'm I'm in, so intrigued by this and I wonder if Tom King is actually writing it himself because oh, he, that would be cool. He tweets quite often or uh, about like, "Oh, all right, I got to stop working on secret Hollywood stuff and now I'm doing um comic stuff again." And he goes back and forth. So we'll see. Uh, and then last up, what they said is Swamp Thing, which is a film. It's a dark horror story for the origins of Swamp Thing. They said totally is outside the DCU, but still will feed into the rest of those stories. So, um, which means that like some of the other stories, maybe World of Tomorrow, Booster Gold, Batman, uh, Lanterns, Authority, maybe they all do have a connecting a story thread. Um, but but because Swamp Thing is an origin story, it doesn't connect in a larger way. But I freaking love Swamp Thing. I can't tell you how excited I am. I know. Like, so, like, is Swamp Thing the Hulk of this universe where his story is just told in, like, vignettes throughout the other movies? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, he gets his own movie. It's right there. I know. I know. It's I know. right there. <laughs> uh, just as long as it's better than the movie, Frank. I like, you know, like, yeah, you know, yes. like that's, that's all that matters to us. How could it not? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't watch the second one yet, so... Yeah, so don't speak so, but uh, it's like half as good as the television show. I'll be very excited because the sure, show was great. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's that's the reveal. Um, it's all over the place, but I'm not uh, not all over the place in that like uh, it's like wildly inconsistent. But it's like it, it is like a little bit of something for everybody, um, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I am too. I think that this is a, it's a very ambitious plan that they have set out for themselves, and I am glad they're that they are open to being flexible. I'm glad that they are committed to, um, letting the directors tell the stories that they want to tell. And presumably they'll do that by finding the directors who who, uh, um gel with the, with them right mm-hmm. like they're not you know they, i think they want to avoid a uh, a situation like you had with say uh edgar wright and and marvel where they realized that that they were uh not not a fit um i think they want to avoid things like that from happening sure um i'm sure there's a couple of mandates too like you can't kill off your main character oh you know, of course, things of course, you know things certainly like, yes, but, yes yes um, naturally i'm excited for the possibilities that this brings up I'm excited for, you know, I think what you said really sums it up for me, which is they want to treat every character with the 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 tone that that character needs to be treated with, um, which I, I think is the most important thing. Like all these characters 
are different, are unique, and they can all coexist in the same universe while having their differences. And I hope mm-hmm. that um, that they that they manage to thread that needle because I think that they've got good people at the helm who who care um, and who want to do this right. So I am excited to see it happen. Yep. Yeah, I am too. Um, I think there's a cautious optimism um, here, mostly because I think even the stories they're telling in themselves are fairly optimistic stories. That's right. right. You know, maybe apart from the authority, which is more of a dour look at the way the world works. Like there's a, there's a thread of hope that kind of runs through these stories, Mm. especially if you're familiar with a lot of material. Uh, And I, I dig that very much. Um, Really something for everybody here. Uh, I had another thought, but I think I lost it. So Frank, why don't you tell the people where they can find us and I'll see if it, it rings in the back of my brain somewhere. Sure thing. Yeah, you can find us over at beerwithgeeks.com, at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Um, you can support the show um, there. Uh, you can support us by telling a friend. You can uh, support us by uh, rating and reviewing the show wherever you are listening to it right now, subscribing to it, following it, wherever you're listening to us right now, and whatever your podcast app of choice might be whether that's apple Podcasts or spotify or uh, amazon or any of the many great apps like uh, uh overcast or pocket casts or anything like that um you can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com and uh, we'd love to hear from you that's wonderful uh, i did not think of what i uh, was trying to think of all uh, truthfully now i just really want to read grant morrison's um batman run over again nice. um and so uh, it's exciting. I, oh, I did. I don't know. You're watching the movie, uh, the the video. Do you notice that? Like, I think they selected images very particularly for like Superman Legacy, the authority, whatever yeah. else. And like Paradise Lost had some art that dealt with men on Paradise Island. So like we're going that far back with like the Hercules stuff and like yes. how dark it got for for those women in there. Um, and that's cool. Superman Legacy used All-Star Superman, which tells me almost everything I need to know about the tone that they're really trying to set for their Superman. I um, noticed that, and I, I wondered immediately if that, yeah, I, I wonder how much of that is a, cho- is a choice in terms of telling us this is the tone we're going for, and how much of it is like, you like Superman, All-Star Superman, don't you? Like, well, guess what? You know, like, I wonder how much of it is like, you're familiar with this. Um, or how much of it is like, this is what we're going for. I do know that Gunn has been seen like reading All-Star Superman and like he's writing the movie. So I feel like those two things really are related Good. in that like you could pick any image of Superman. But that's like that's pointed, I think, and direct. Like yeah. this is this is the type of Superman like that we're telling. Yeah. It's a choice. Um, yeah. Most because also like like the art that they pulled for Batman Brave and the Bold is from the Grant Morrison run. You know, right, and right, so right. that's. Uh, the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is from the Woman of Tomorrow book. Even the Swamp Thing story, like like the story that that one shot that it came from is like really dark and like mm. really, like really good. Um, so, yeah, I well, think it's I think that's all uh, I think it's on. I think it's on purpose. So I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I, man. I like I like what I've seen. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I like seeing you. So until next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>